Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before uh, we get into the podcast, just want to give a quick shout out to you incredible listeners. Please don't be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Where's the back shoulder fade, Lynn Sanity Podcast, or more. Uh, we appreciate the feedback and anything that you'd be able to give us to help the network move forward. Uh, so once again, Bryce, we got another week of football. Um, we are now, we've now seen three weeks. Uh, we're going into the fourth. Uh, I guess, Bryce, before we kind of dive into specifics, uh, just kind of what are some general things you that come to mind about week three? Uh, blowouts, lots of them. Across the board, uh, still not everyone not playing their best football yet. Um, some teams that keep winning that aren't playing their best football yet. Um, injuries, <laughs> injuries are a part of it too, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, and lots of scoring in some cases. Lots of scoring. Lots of scoring. Um, like you said, lots of blowouts felt like a lot of games. We're just very one-sided uh, for the most part, even though the final score might not say that, if that makes any sense. So let's let's get into it. Uh, but, you know, first I'll um, I'll open it up to your team, Bryce. I'll, I opened up with the yeah, other team. Yeah, You'd be pretty excited to talk about That's your, right. uh, your Colts, who uh, got bailed out by a couple calls at the oh, end, but able okay. to come out of there with okay. a 22-19 victory over the Ravens in overtime. Don't even. Uh, the Colts moved to 2-1. and one. Ravens go from 2-0 and oh to 2-1. and one. Um, And, you know, Bryce, I think the part I was most, I mean, the part I was most impressed about was they just kept fighting. They kept fighting. I mean, for the like third down, kept converting every big third down. Really was it explosive? Just very methodical. And I don't know if you can live like that, but in a, in a one game setting, I mean, that's, it, it was very impressive to watch. Oh, I think you could, I think you could live with the way that the Colts came out and played. I mean, I, I, to me, I felt like the Colts still had a chance despite having Gardner Minshew at quarterback. And it's not because I'm a Colts fan. I legitimately thought we could win the game, like not delusional at all. And everyone just thought the Ravens were going to come out and just put a pounding on the yeah. Colts. And I mean, the thing is, is we talked about this in the preseason previews, like this defense is not as good as years past and it shows in the, in this very game. Uh, it's not as dominant as it once was there. Yes. They have injuries. I think once they get their guys back, I think, you know, have, not having Marlon Humphrey is a big deal. Yeah. Agreed. Like he's yeah. one of the top corners in the league and he's still out like that matters. That matters a lot. Um, and then, you know, Baltimore not having, you know, legitimate running back again this season, it came back to bite them too. After Gus Edwards went out with the concussion, you're looking at Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake. Now, if this is like 2016, sure, you're thrilled by that. 2017, maybe you're thrilled by that. But in 2023, you are not thrilled by that in the slightest. But I got to give it to my Colts, man. They fought. I, I believed in them. I thought they'd have a chance. And they came out. Our defense is legitimate. Uh, I mean, they, they rank in the top two in quite a few categories. We have the leading tackler in the NFL in Zaire Franklin. 
And we have a kicker, Matt Gay, Caleb, Matt Gay, who actually outkicked Justin Tucker this game. Outkicked him. Justin Tucker shockingly coming up short on a 61-yarder. How often do you see that? Never. But Matt Gay, 5 of 5, four field goals of 50-plus yards. Very, very impressive performance. Gritty win in a tropical storm, Caleb. How do you like them apples? I mean, yeah, that, that's why the Colts went out and paid for Matt Gay. I mean, plain and simple, they went out and you paid for Matt Gay. You criticized us. I mean, I don't know if I would say that criticized. I, you criticized I us for giving them that, all that money. I mean, yeah, I think it's a lot of money. But I mean, I understand from their, from their, well, I mean, you've been in kicking competitions for three, four years. Worth it. You've been, you've been trying out kicking competitions like, you know. Kids trying out for you football league. I mean, look, I'm just saying, like, I get why they I understand why they wanted security at the position. I'm not blasting that. I just again, it's just a lot of money. I mean, you look at Matt Gay as a kicker. I mean, he has been automatic. There's nothing to deny about that. Uh, he's been a machine. Uh, and if he continues this, there's no there's no doubt in my mind uh, that the Colts will have a weapon that they can use moving forward. And, you know, I, I mean, Bryce, I'm not going to let you sit here and let me and and. and Say that I didn't really believe in this Colts team this week. I think that's a joke. I think yeah, yeah. I, I trusted in. No, I you like the spread, is what you well, like. Well, first off, first off, I thought they were going to be competitive in this game, which ninety nine point nine percent of people didn't think they were going to be. And second off, okay, I thought okay. Gardner Minshew wasn't a significant drop off, and I don't think that it really would have changed the game if Anthony Richardson was available. Personally, I think you needed Minshew to win this game. I think you needed a veteran against this defense. You know, rather than having a rookie in there who, you know, against the Ravens pressure and what they can bring. I mean, I thought Minshew, despite having five sacks and a QBR that wasn't that great, made enough plays. You know, I I thought that, you know, there were a couple of plays. The throw to Zach Moss was an absolute dime in the red zone. That was a perfectly oh, placed ball. Yeah, on the wheel and that's kind of when I looked at the game a little differently. I was like, they're really coming to play after that touchdown. I, I didn't. That's when I was like, they're not giving up. They're. And I don't, I would love to know how long it's been since the Ravens have given up 100 yards on the ground, Bryce. I mean, Moss, I mean, I get it that he did it on 30 carries, but he ran hard, a, though. Yeah, that's not a defense that typically gives up 100 yards. Yeah, I mean, and, he's averaging four yards a carry. Yes. And they found, I think they found that balance in the passing game a little bit with Pittman and Downs and Pierce. The target level was good, in my opinion. I, agree. I mean, Pierce had a couple drops, but like still the targets were good. That's what you need. You want to get your, th- you want to get your playmakers the ball, you know, and you, you, you in your defense have, have said that's an issue of this team. And I feel like they did that tonight. The target numbers were good. And I look at this defense and yeah, they're an underrated defense a very underrated defense. The defensive line's really good. I have my concerns in the secondary and I'm not going to sit here and say this game was a, very ideal game from the secondary. But when I look at this front seven, I think they can win games and wreck games against bad offensive lines, which there are going to be. They are going to make enough plays. Yeah. Against a team like the Rams, they can make plays. And they're going to have to. Yeah. They're going to, yeah. Cause I mean, if you don't, you got guys like Atwell and Nakua with their speed and and athletic ability and a, a guy like Stafford who can throw it. So I'm honestly, Bryce, I'm very curious just how they respond. Like, I think you and I both have said they're going to be frisky. And if they play against a team like the Rams, who, you know, I thought kind of left a lot on the table. We'll talk about them later on the show. But 
a nice win. Ravens, I think, will be okay. I think this was just one of those games that just didn't go your way. Um, but I think they'll be in the thick of it like we talked about last week. Uh, next up, I'm not necessarily wanting to talk specifics of the game, but you know the offenses of both Miami and Kansas City, Bryce, put up pretty historical performances. Dolphins put up 70 points. Chiefs pretty much put up a dominant uh, setting against the Bears, um, 41 to 10. A dang near a party out there in Chicago. Uh, I didn't even really feel like a football game, from being perfectly honest, just because it just felt like everything about that game was so to the favor of of this Chiefs team and and, and the Dolphins. I honestly, I don't even know how to explain how someone gives seventy points in a football game. So, I mean, Bryce, like, what do you make of the the offensive showings of both Miami and Kansas City? Well, first off, I would be remiss unless I didn't shout out Taylor Swift. Welcome to the NFL. We want to welcome all the Swifties to the NFL. Welcome. We're here to teach you. Caleb, you might actually have a shot of finding a woman out now that uh, a large number of women have now entered into the NFL pool. So congratulations to you as well, my friend. Uh, but Kansas City, uh, they found their rhythm. I'll be again. A really bad team, but they found it. Um, I, I, this is what I expected out of Kansas City doing this game. I did not expect the Dolphins to drop seventy on the Denver Broncos. Uh, Mike McDaniel, uh, what, what, uh, what term does Zach reflect? These revenge game for Mike McDaniel. Uh, the emergence of Devon A. Chain, or however you pronounce his name these days, and Tua just looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing what happens when you actually keep your quarterback upright. Um, and we're seeing it. You can drop 70 points in a game sure. and make Sean Payton rethink his entire life uh, in, in one game. So very impressed. I'm more impressed by the Dolphins, honestly, to put up 70. I, even Mike White was dropping dimes on you with Robbie Chosen. So impressive. Won't happen again, though, probably in our lifetime. Yeah, I mean those though the offensive dominance of both of those teams back they were occurring. Um, I mean, arguably against two of the worst teams in football. I, but at the same time, I mean, when you're putting up that much points, you're putting up that much points against professional football teams. And both of them were able to do that. And I think, you know, maybe this was an opportunity for the Chiefs to kind of get their offense going. And Miami is just really, I feel like they're on another planet right now. Everything's working in their favor. Offensive lines playing well. So we'll see. We'll see how these two teams respond. Uh, next up, uh, we got the uh, Saints and the Packers, which, you know, Bryce, it felt like the Saints had control of this game. Uh, Derek Carr then gets hurt. Uh, but, you know, the Saints were up 18 to nothing. And this Packers team, Bryce, I mean, they just, they didn't give up. They held the Saints after they scored the 18. And, they ended up coming away with the victory at home with some guys out. I mean, what do you think about that win for the Packers? Does it change anything about the Saints? Um, I'm more disappointed with the Saints' defense and the fact that they gave up this lead. I'm not putting it all on the defense. Um, but with how good that defense is, it's kind of shocking. Uh, and the Derek Carr injury definitely had something to do with this game. Not that Jameis was bad, but 
Derek Carr seemed to be um, in that game with no Jair Alexander and, and Winston just wasn't able uh, to capitalize on that. And that's a game where you miss Kamara and Jamal Williams because the running game just didn't do anything for him. But overall impressive from, from Jordan Love to stay poised down 17 nothing in what could be, you know, the disaster game. And we know the media would pile on to him if they got blanked at home in their home opener. And he went out and, and he stayed poised and he won the game. Romeo Dobbs once again shows you that he's legit, Caleb. You need to eat it on Dobbs. No. It's about time. Yes. No. Yes. I'm going to just start respecting the other players on his Packers team that are contributing. I do, but Dobbs is... is oh, come is, on, Bryce. Come Dobbs on, is, Bryce. He's not even playing the best out of any receiver on their team right now. Who? Jaden Reed? Reed. Oh, come on. Give me... Come on. Reed is good, but Dobbs is not a slouch. Dobbs could start for anything. He's a slouch. He could, start, he could start anywhere else. I'm putting words in my mouth. Oh, oh words in my mouth. Uh, uh, here's the words I'll put in your mouth. You ready for this? Oh, you sure. ready for this? Sure. Just a bit. Yeah, it's not even oh, this game. So I'm not going to say it. Look, when I when I come to this, when I come to this, when I look at this game, when I look at this game, I mean, yes, Jordan Love answered the bell. He, you know, I, especially in the second half. I mean, 22 of 44. I think that's absolutely hideous. But when I look at the the game that this team had and the way they had to grind it out, it is impressive. I mean, I think Aaron Jones is the best offensive player on this Packers team. Uh, I, I do. And I'm not crazy on Christian Watson, but he is a starting receiver for this team. And it is a big deal in terms of how you manage your depth. And they did uh, no, finish three that touchdowns in three, three games. But let we me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. Oh, sure. Dennis Allen, get the sick. Oh. You cannot <laughs> under any circumstances, you cannot under any circumstances as a defensive mind, be up 17 to nothing in a football game and come away with a loss because you gave up 18 straight points in the second half to a, a middling quarterback, a middling offense with middling offensive line. That's, that's coaching. That's coaching. I, I mean, I get it that players are in the game and they're the ones making plays, but like a coach is going to adjust. Okay. That's just part of the business. So what? No adjustments were made. I just don't understand how you lose a seventeen to nothing contest. I just don't get that. Um, I don't. It doesn't change the way I feel about the Saints team. I still think they're competitive, regardless of Car Winston's available at quarterback. Kamara coming back is massive, but I just cannot believe and have a very difficult time understanding how they lost a seventeen to nothing. I just. It's hard to understand. I it, it is tough. I mean, you get Kamara back. I mean, they do have something to positive there if it's Jameis at quarterback. But I still Tony like Jones, Tony Jones and Kamara. I mean, I like Kendra Miller. It, it was his first solid, game. solid. But I know Kamara's different. It, no Come more Taysom. Stop with the Taysom. It's too much. That says a lot from you. I, I like him, but it's too much. That says a lot. Next up, uh, Chargers Vikings. Um, 
And who could have guessed? Kirk Cousins threw an interception. Uh, no, no, no. And the Chargers, no, and the Chargers won the contest. No, no, Twenty-eight to twenty-four. No, 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 no. The Vikings go. The Vikings go. I caught Zach in this. The Chargers. The Chargers go one and two. No, no, and, no. And and the Vikings just. I mean, Bryce, what, what are you gonna what are you gonna say about this? No, I, say I, about have, this I have everything to say. I have everything to say because it was funny because Zach is like, "Oh yeah, Baker Mayfield played a no name Minnesota defense, and I caught him in it." So it, it, you know, crapping on the defense. It's not all Kirk Cousins' fault. Did you see the pick that went through the Minnesota corner's hands that went into Joshua Palmer's and he walked in for a touchdown? Yeah, yeah, uh, it, that's Kirk Cousins' fault. And by the way, by the way, that last throw to Hawkinson was out towards Hawkinson's body and the corner just made a play on it and it just got tipped up and picked. How is that Kirk Cousins fault? I don't understand that. He put it where where basically he thought Hawkinson was like, I want to get it. Hawkinson didn't make the catch and got picked. What do you want? 367 yards and three touchdowns for Kirk Cousins. For the QBR. The lot. Don't, don't no, you don't even like QBR rating. Don't for the QBR of thirty nine. You don't even like QBR stats. You hate QBR, QBR of thirty nine. Back QBR of thirty nine. Oh, okay, okay, Zach. I'm not a QBR guy. This is unreal. Price, that's ridiculous. You hate thirty nine point nine. Shut up! It's so you can't silly. Have a QBR of less than forty. And you know what? Honestly. You know what, Staley, this was the game that Staley was going to get fired. Kirk Cousins could have gotten uh, Staley fired no, this we weekend. No, okay, I don't know. That's, yeah, okay. I mean, look. Why I, is that? I, why is if you if they, they went for it on their own 24-yard line, didn't get it. If Kirk Cousins turned that into a touchdown. I'm not so saying. No. He's done. Fired on the tarmac. The tarmac. Staley is one of the five worst coaches in football. I have a rankings, and I haven't revealed those rankings to the public, but I have rankings. And he's one of my five worst quarterbacks. I, I, you've seen coaches, the list, coaches. I, have seen I, the list. I, I look what I see. What I see, Staley. I'm not defending him. Okay, the decisions were horrible, but I mean, Bryce, this is a this is a Chargers team. This is what I'm talking. I mean, I get it. I understand the Vikings defense is not that great. I, I get that. Not that but, great. I mean, it's not good at all. Okay, I agree. But at the same time, you're looking at this Chargers team and. This is the the passing attack of this team. It, this is, I mean, Herbert has been playing great. They're just not winning. I can work with that. I can work with a great quarterback like this who's throwing for 400 yards and only getting sacked one time. Do I love that the running game is not working in their favor? Not necessarily, but I think they're going to have some balance. I don't, I mean, obviously Mike Williams being out sucks, but they've got depth at the position. If there's a team that can kind of, I don't know, put something together. I mean, I feel like they they have the talent and personnel to do so. Um, I, I thought this was a good win for them. I, I think if they can go two and two, they're right back where they need to be. Vikings, have, maybe they'd, be, they'd probably be Carolina, right? Meaning with Andy Dalton on the center, I, I have a tough time thinking they yeah, lose that game. I think but, so. And I think Bryce Young's actually going to come back practice today. Then I really like the Vikings. Next up. Uh, Cowboys Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals, oh, yes, the Cardinals win this contest 28 to 16. And I mean, I'll be honest, I mean, I know people are going to want to talk about it from the Cowboys' perspective, and that's cool, but I don't really think that's the story. I think, I, I think the Cardinals are really frisky, and I think they've shown that they've got some pieces specifically on the offensive line. 
with the run game being pretty efficient at 200 yards combined and two touchdowns. I mean, Hollywood Brown, Bryce, has always been a guy that I, I, I feel like I don't know exactly where you are on the scale of Hollywood Brown, but I've always thought he was a solid receiver. And I do think Dobbs is hitting him, and, and there's a connection there that I'm intrigued by moving forward. Um, and, I mean, the defense really rattled the Cowboys, and and I, I it was just very surprising to watch. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm going to give credit to the Cardinals because I – this looked like a really bad game from Dallas. I'm not necessarily panicked on Dallas. I just, just a bad game for the Cowboys against a, a Cardinal team that saw, saw daylight. Hmm. Let me revel for a second here. I told you, I told you the Cowboys are going to Cowboy. And guess what? They Cowboyed. They did exactly the, the, the two dominant games Finally looking like a, you know, the team that we expected them to be come out and just lay a dud against the Arizona Cardinals, the laughing stock of the league who are intentionally tanking without saying that they're tanking come out here. And just they can't get it done, especially in the red zone. Dak was two and nine in the red zone. Bad. It, it's it's that's not good. Mike McCarthy needs to figure out his red zone defense or his offense uh, because I, I, if, I, if memory serves, I think Dallas was in the upper echelon of red zone offense with Kellen Moore last season, and they are not now. No, they're not. And, and guess what L.A. is? Seventh in red zone offense right now hmm. through three games. So Interesting. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. Um, you can't just and and guess who you don't have now towards the goal line? Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not saying he's got to be your lead back, but you don't have that guy that can grind out those yards like that. Pollard can get you yards, but not like Zeke can in the red zone. Yeah, I agree. And that's where you kind of miss him. And and I'm not gonna buy the the Trayvon the Trayvon Diggs injury is catastrophic, yes. But there's no reason that the Cardinals should come out here. And Josh Dobbs burn you like the way he did. It's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, I'm not panicked like you, Caleb, but it is not a good sign when you if the if Dak needs to carry you to a W, can he do it? This is a game to find out. And guess what? He wasn't up to it this game. It'll be interesting moving yeah. forward to I, see. Yeah, I mean, if Dak he, improves and can he carry this team to I mean, but I and you're you're right. You're right. I'm not saying you're not right. I, I just when I look at this defense, yes, Diggs was it was a catastrophic hit. It it did matter. Um, but you can't let Dobbs go off here, right? Um Prescott's gonna have to win them a couple games. This week he wasn't able to do that. Can he do that again? That that is something we're gonna have to find out. My guess is he's gonna have those opportunities. And where the defense isn't dominant, and that's just part of it. That's just part of how football works. How can you make enough plays to help that unit if they aren't at their at their A game? All right, next up, 
uh, Falcons Lions um, in a game where Bryce, I, I just was very impressed with a couple things. I thought that you looked at this, I, looking at this Lions team coming off a bounce back spot like they did. I think this offense, Bryce, especially at home. I mean, I'd love to know the stats. I feel like this has got to be one of the best offenses in the league when they're at home. It's got to be a top three to four offense. They're an absolute machine. I mean, I don't know if it's just comfort or what. Maybe, I mean, you can talk to me about how it's inside. I think that's part of it, but I don't definitely don't think that's all of it. Um, this, this is a team that's really strong at home. And a team in the Falcons where, I'll just be honest, I think just Brenner just sucks on the road. He just sucks. And it's not just, and I'm not just talking about the NFL. He just sucks on the road, period. He didn't do it in Cincinnati. He, he just is not a good quarterback on the road. And Bryce, if you want to be a starting quarterback, and I think this Falcons team will be in contention for the division. I do believe that. If this team is in contention for the division, if they want to win the division, they're going to have to win some of these road games. And honestly, I just don't buy Ritter being able to do that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Um, Atlanta, they're just so wishy-washy from week to week. You just never know what you're going to get. Uh, Ritter missed Kyle Pitts on that long post route. That w- would have been an 80-yard touchdown, like 100%. Like, with all that talent, you just cannot miss guys. You know, like, I'm glad that Kyle Pitts got nine targets, but then six targets for Drake London seems too low. It, it just is it, it's so weird. I, I don't like Ritter at all with these weapons. Put somebody in there that can actually throw the ball. That'd be great. And then Detroit, I mean, they did. We, we expect them to win this game. Uh, it wasn't like pretty, um, but you know, they get the, they got the job done. Yeah. You got your Gibbs touches though, Caleb. Yeah. Got your Gibbs yeah. touches 17 carries. That's a lot, man. Well, that's that was a lot more than, that was probably more than game. I would think, or maybe even one. Right. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more out of the backfield in the past game, only two targets there. But I mean, they're dealing with injuries as well. But you know, they got a W. They're two and one. How often do we say that? You know, Detroit Lions have a winning record. So I mean, they're they're on their way. Um, but this this week is going to be interesting against the yeah. Packers. Very interesting. And I have a really difficult time with this week because if I I mean, I think Detroit might be coming a little hobbled in Green Bay. Yeah. Might have just decided, hey, They're we're going to rest healthy. our guys. Yeah, I I think there was some strategy to what they did against the Saints, and I mean, not that it's wrong, not that it's wrong. I just it's just how Green Bay chose to do it, and I think you know they're going to see the advantage in it. I think this week, I think it's going to be really hard for this Lions team. I just don't think. I think we might see a seventy five percent version of this team, and in terms of what you know we could potentially see. I just don't think they're going to be able to do what they were doing even the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, next up, uh, the Texans and the Jaguars, which I mean, Bryce, you want to talk about a game where I felt like we, we kind of saw, I mean, like we might go back like in the middle of the season, potentially 10 week, 10, 11, and be like, this is the game. In my opinion, We'll look at this game as this is a game where CJ Stroud just kind of knew he was good. That makes any sense. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's one thing to just be like, I'm a top five pick and I'm, 
I'm this, that, and the other. I'm super talented. But with how depleted their offensive line is, the talent on the Jaguars' defensive line, and just the comfort that Stroud had in the pocket. He was throwing to anyone and everybody, which is always encouraging, in my opinion, when you're trying to see stuff from a quarterback. When you're not mm-hmm. dependent upon one target. I mean, everybody was balanced. Biggest guy was tanked out at five reception. Everybody else, it felt like had two, three, and the targets were pretty managed. Um, I I was very impressed. Um, very impressed with the defense. I think I think they've got a defense. Uh I D'Amico Ryans has came in there and then really put his stamp on this team. And um I Bryce, I don't know if this is a division team. I, I don't know if I'm going to go there just because I think there's a lot that they still have to look at. Um, but it, Domingo Ryan is doing exactly what the two of us said that he was going to do all season long. He really has. And, and Stroud, you know, Bryce, you and I talked about the quarterback play and, and how we were approaching this draft. And, and the two of us were very clear. We, we Stroud over Young. I mean, the two of us were about as crystal clear as we could be on him as a quarterback. Um, and I'm just going to say through yep. two games, through, through, through three games, we're right. We're right. I just, I just don't see a way that Bryce is going to get to this yeah. level. Yeah. I just don't. It's just, yeah, man, it's just wild to me that the media just, they, they try to tear down CJ Stroud and Houston kind of saw right through it and stuck to their guns and took him at number two. And I, Nothing of this is surprising to me. From what I watch at Ohio State, um, I mean, again, case in point, the Georgia game that, you know, was wrongfully taken from us. Case in point, that was basically a pro defense that he faced. And he, he, he tore them up. He carved them up. And that, that should have been all the proof you needed. So this doesn't shock me at all. Uh, he had a rapport with Tank Dell. He asked Houston to draft him. And they drafted him, and that paid off dividends in this game. Long bomb touchdown, uh, good for Tank Dell working into it. It took Noah Brown getting injured, unfortunately, to to get him there, but he's there. And and what I guess what's disappointing is Jacksonville. This is a game that they should have that they should have won. We saw them kind of struggle week one with the Colts. Um, you know, Houston was down Stingley and Petrie in that secondary. So this should have been, you know, Kirk and Ridley just eating. And they just they just didn't. Trevor Lawrence, you know, he wasn't as impressive. Uh, quit messing around with Agnew. He cost you. He cost you. Golly, yeah. Please stop. Yeah. He's please. a kick returner. He's please. not a wide receiver or running back or whatever the heck you think he is. I, I, if you want to get a gadget player, go get a gadget player. Yeah. For the love of God. You know, you know he's not playing right now. Nicole Hardman. Why don't you trade for him? Somebody like that that can actually catch, hang on to the ball. Oh, well, the Jets might be Super Bowl champion, Bryce. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? You know how many snaps Hardman played this past week too. So he's not playing. Yeah, he'd be a great fit there with with Peterson's right. connection. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it yeah. just it to me it doesn't make sense. This is a game that Jacksonville should have won, and now they're looking at a one and two record. And my worry, and I I still think that they're gonna win the division. Yeah, probably. But they should be much better than, I agree than what they are right now. I, I it's that's run. That you blew it against Chief, the Chiefs. You had a yeah. golden opportunity to beat the Chiefs. 
you, you honestly, they were a couple plays from losing to a couple fourth down conversions from probably losing to the Colts. Honestly, yeah, I totally agree. Completely agree. I think you could be looking at this team like they haven't won a game all year. Um, I, I look at this Jaguar team and I a thousand percent agree. They're just too talented to be one and two. Um, they're just too talented. And so many phases, some of their players not developing in the way that they would like. I was reading an article today from Ben Solak. I thought he kind of pressed into it. I think it's just they're still trying to figure out the rust of of you know, Ridley had a great first week. And I feel like since then it's not been as dominant, which makes sense, but it's not at the level that you want it to be. Uh, the ground game probably is not at the level that you want it to be. Um, I, I, I a thousand percent agree, Bryce. I think they're going to win the division. I will say this. I will say this. I think there are too many people over-exaggerating on this team a bit. Because there's the thing. They sucked the first half year last year. They sucked. Yeah. I get it. We had yeah. high ex- I get that we had high expectations of this team. And maybe our expectations weren't right. But I think this is a team that still is more than capable of going 10 wins. I think they're more than capable with a guy like Lawrence. I mean, when you have a top 10 quarterback, my personal opinion is when you have a top 10 quarterback, you're, you're never out of a season. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have a top 10 quarterback, I, I think you're always, you always have a chance because that controls so much of the game. I think Lawrence will, will improve. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, and I think we could even see it next week, Bryce. Uh, in basically their home away from home. Uh, in London. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I think there's a really good bounce back opportunity there. And I'll be curious to see if they take advantage of it, uh, with the familiarity that they have and, and et cetera. Um, next up, uh, a game that, you know, I'll be honest, when I looked at the Panthers and the Seattle team, Bryce coming in, at, Bryce coming in, and all of a sudden he's out. Dalton comes in at quarterback. Bryce, the offense started to to look a little better, looked better, look yeah, a little smoother. <laughs> uh, and then you look at this Seattle team, and and they just said, "Oh yeah, we'll do better." Um, Bryce, I'll be honest, I I I thought the overreaction of Seattle from most people was absolutely insane coming off of Week One. Sure, was it your game? Wasn't how you wanted it to be played? Uh, but Bryce, this has been exactly the Seattle team we said they were going to be. We said they were going to win in the trenches. We said no one's going to stop their receiving game. I still think their passing game can get so much better once they involve yeah, yeah. The run game is looking exactly how we thought it would. It looks so much better. It's so much more consistent. And this defense, I think, made enough plays. And and I'm I think that that side of the ball will eventually get there for this team. And and if you're Carolina, you got some questions because Dalton coming in there, you don't want him to throw 58 times, but the offense did look better especially the passing attack. Um, I think the run game has to be fixed, but Bryce, I thought this, if this team was going to do anything, I thought it was going to come down to their defense. And it really felt like anytime Seattle wanted to do something offensively, it was happening. Carolina did not stop this team. I don't know if they're just, I mean, I can't imagine that they're like giving up, but it just, it felt like everything was so easy for Seattle in the second half when I didn't, really understand why Carolina was totally in this game. I mean, for the most part, I thought, I mean, going up, they were, they were up 13 to 12. And then it just felt like in the second half, I don't know if you were able to watch it, but they literally took their foot off the gas. I I think this was an embarrassing performance. Um, And honestly, Bryce, just to be perfectly frank with you, because you were used to Frank Reich, a typical Frank Reich performance. 
oh, a yes. strong, a strong, a strong set of a half, a strong set of a half, and one half leaving you with questions and doubts. And Carolina is getting that experience right now. Yep, yep, been there, done that. So good luck to all the Carolina Panthers fans. Hey, you might be asking yourself, is it going to get better? Uh, probably not. Probably not. You you might get a couple games better to make yourself feel good and give yourself some hope, but there is no hope. It's just as simple as that. Simple as that. And this should this should uh, show you. Andy Dalton got to throw fifty eight times. You think Bryce Young's thrown fifty eight times? Nope. Nope. He will be conservative as all heck with Bryce Young if he was in this game. Andy Dalton I, he finally I, let it loose. Finally let it loose. Yeah. But um, I will say this, uh, as far as Gino goes, uh, our confidence in Gino was a little shaken after week one, Caleb. Um, I'm starting to get that solidified back a little bit. Um, I think he can be better, and I think he knows he can be better. But I think he will be better. Um, You know, don't worry about JSN. He, it will click. I think it It will. will You know, I saw that video today of Gino. I mean, it seems like Gino is like, like, hey, I'm trying to, you know, we're going to work this out. We're going to figure something out. Um, my thing with Gino, and I think this is the general coverage of him, is like, okay, is he a backup to you or is he not? The coverage of Gino is just kind of bothering me. He's yeah. proven for about a year and a half that he is a starting level quarterback in the league. Stop looking at him like he is a backup quarterback starting on a team. Yeah, just accept it. Now. Just accept he's a starter. He might have games where it's not great, but and I don't know, Bryce, if I necessarily think he's a top 10 quarterback, but he's absolutely a starter in the league. And I think a lot of people exaggerated. were like, oh my gosh, was this a one-year fluke? And it's like, no, the, the body of evidence was there. It's been there. It's not only been there from last year, but even after the year, you know, even the second half when he was in games, there were moments that he showed when Russ was out the capability of what it would look like for him to run an offense. Um, so far, I feel really good about what we both have been saying about the Seahawks team. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, the Steelers and the Raiders. Um, <laughs> you know, oh. I, I'll be honest about this Raiders team. You should have won a game. You should have won a game. Um, not just because I had money on it. You should have won a game. Oh, I mean, the Raiders, unbelievable. The Raiders coming into this game. The Raiders coming into this game, Bryce. I, I mean, look, what Garoppolo was doing out there at quarterback was just comedic. I mean, some of the throws, the play calling, the execution. I mean, there's moments where I just don't think this team is a real NFL team. I mean, like it, like it's like the, you you watch them play, and, and it's it's not even something you can fully comprehend. Can I comprehend throwing a double team post route to Jacoby Myers when Devontae Adams is open down the middle of the field? Can I comprehend the fact, Bryce, that the Raiders took Michael Mayer in the second round and they don't use him? They use Austin Hooper, who they signed for a three, four million dollar deal, and there's no targets at the tight end position. I mean. Amir Abdullah, cut. 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 100% cut. Cut. Why is he getting targets? What is he doing for your team? How is he benefiting your team? What is he giving you that you're not getting from Zamir White? Where is the consistency in getting the ball to Jacobs? 
Bryce, this is just such a poorly, and then we've called it, we've called it for years on this Raiders team. And it felt like on prime time, we saw this Raiders team crumble and crumble to a point where their superstars are wanting out. Guys are tired of the short-term losing. They want to win. And good luck with next week because you face this red hot Chargers team and you struggle with the Steelers. Like Justin Herbert's probably been the second or third best quarterback in terms of the 2020 season right now. He's looking fantastic. I mean, I just, where's this going to end for this team? When, when are the fans, when is this organization, when is Davis going to sit there and recognize Josh McDaniels is the second worst coach in the NFL? Second. I have even who's number one. Oh, I think he's that bad. But we're not talking about the Bears. No, we're not talking about the Bears. I mean, here's the thing, Caleb. A couple things. One, you never put money on Josh McDaniels, Caleb. And you, of all people, should know this. Okay, now that's that way. Number two, I find it very interesting, Caleb, that Jimmy Garoppolo all of a sudden leaves Kyle Shanahan and can't win games. Kind of looks like a different player, doesn't he? A little bit. A little? Yeah. I'm, I, yes. I'm just saying, he went yeah. from a guy that wins a lot of games to all of a sudden not winning so many. I know we're three games in the season, but it's not looking great. Yeah. All I'm saying is, yeah. Yeah. Coaching matters a lot. Well, and in the and case of Shannon, a little more credit. Well, and I'll back you up here and I'll say this too, Bryce. The McDaniels, you would think Garoppolo would have been somewhat okay with a similar offensive structure, you know, with McDaniels, where the offensive structure would have been okay and it would have would have gone back to what he's been used to. But yeah, I mean, that looks incredibly damning. And I absolutely believe that is coach. Like, I don't think 100%. Jimmy Garoppolo is as bad as Jimmy. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is as bad as what he played against the Steelers. But I just thought there was so much position, so many times in that game, Bryce. I just felt like they were failing to put their team in positions to succeed. The coaching staff, just yeah, I mean, over how many times, over again? Like how many times did we see Jimmy Garoppolo like throw? Like all three of those picks were just bad. They were just bad, really picks. bad. Like, and we've never seen. I don't think we've seen Jimmy just consistently in a game like throw that many blatant interceptions and they didn't even need to make like amazing plays on the ball no. either. They're just straight up picks. Yeah. And, and I get why Devonte Adams is done and he's, he could find himself out of there pretty soon. He didn't come here for, for them to get rid of his college quarterback to no, play with Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and here's the thing. What's, what's even more, what's worse is he had 20 targets 13 receptions, 170 yards, and two touchdowns. So he's not mad about not getting the ball. He's mad straight up about losing games. And he even said it today. They are not breeding a winning culture. And anywhere that Josh McDaniels has gone, Denver did the same thing. Did not breed a winning culture. He he did. What he did is he went to Bill Belichick's notebooks. He tore out a bunch of pages and, and took it with him to Denver and to Vegas and yeah. thought it was going to work. And guess what? It doesn't. It doesn't. I agree. Because you are not him. No. You are not Bill Belichick. You no. are Josh McDaniels. 
who has proven nothing in this league, who won his first six games in Denver because he was taping the other team's practices. He has won seven games since then. Seven. Since he was told to quit. It's unreal, dude. It is really hard to understand why he has a head coaching job. It really is. I, and then I, I, Bryce, I think the other part of this that I think you and I don't touch on enough, we really don't touch on enough when talking about the Raiders is the constant mistakes of their front office, going back to Mike Mayock and their draft yeah. selections yeah. where they have been failing to put a product on the field where they can develop guys. There just Absolutely. isn't a lot of homegrown guys, Bryce. There's not guys you're banking on that were like, Okay, great. Like this guy's in, it's the guy's exciting. Like all of these guys, for the most part, are who they are. They are who they are. They're not developing. You're not looking at a ton of promise. You're banking on Jacorian Bennett, a sixth round draft pick to guard George Pickens down the wire. That is yeah. not putting your players in position to succeed. No. And that is not all that is more than coaching. That's on the front office as well. It's a dysfunction. Everything that's happening for them is so up top. And that's what's hard. It's like, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom because you look at the talent on the field. You're like, Josh Jacobs, he's a good player. Devontae Adams, he's a good player. Uh, Bryce, Jacoby Myers had a pretty good game. Seven receptions. I, I like, I like, hey man, I'm telling you, uh, Jacoby Myers is underrated. He, he looked really good in this game. Um, I'm not really sure what they're doing with Renfro. I'm not crazy on Renfro, but if you're only giving him two targets and you pay him all that money, I just don't understand your plan. Um, I, I honestly thought they should have won this game. I, I, I thought they should have won this game. I really, really should have. I, I don't, I didn't really come that impressed with the Steelers. I really didn't. I thought Pickett no. had a couple of nice drives. I will say, I will say this. I, I will say this. Stop getting cute with with the whole running game uh, of the Steelers. I, I mean, I, I I will continually buy. I will buy stock with Najee Harris. I, Najee Harris, I will buy his stock. I think he is a oh, good, talented running back. You can miss me so hard on Jalen Warren as a running back. Eight carries and 29 yards. He, he, Bryce, to me, he's like Naheem Hines. You run him inside the tackles, it's useless. He's an outside the tackle runner. He's a gadget type of guy. And you're asking Matt Canada, an offensive mind that I don't trust, use him properly that's not going to happen when i look at the steelers team when i look at the steelers team i still have the exact same concerns i didn't think this game changed at all um defensively i think their defensive line is very good obviously they put pressure on garoppolo um but i think this back end's disgusting and, per, and honestly bryce would not shock me whatsoever if cj stroud has a great game at home against the steelers Throwing all yeah. over that joint with 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 their corners right now. Their corners. I get it that Devontae Adams is a great receiver. I get that Jacoby Myers is a solid receiver, but you should not be getting torched like that with the way that the Raiders were calling games. Next yeah. up, uh, Rams Bengals. Uh, we're not talking uh, uh, Buccaneers and Eagles. Uh, we're not going to be uh, the darling media who sit there and want to talk about Baker Mayfield like he's some good quarterback. He's not a starter. Oh, you've been waiting league. for that. You've been he's not waiting a for that. League. No, for I'm tired one of bad about game. I, no, he, he was, he was done. He's done. he's done. No, he was oh, done. You are unreal. You are, you are a legitimate hater. Well, I'm, I mean, 
look, when I'm, I'm, he keeps getting chance after chance after chance. I mean, what else do you want? What else do you want him to get? He's getting five chances. Six oh chances. My gosh, he can play ba- Baker or, or Zach Wilson. Oh, I mean Mayfield. Mayfield. Okay, that's what I thought. Mayfield. But that's I mean, if I you're thought. if you're in that position as a franchise, if you're in that position as a franchise, you are utterly screwed. I mean, honest to God, I I would rather I would. There's so many other options I'd rather see. You'd rather have Trask. Uh, before... Yeah. No, no, you would not. No, you would not. I mean, at least I, I I don't know what I'm getting. That's the thing. I mean, like with Baker Mayfield, I know exactly what I'm getting. An inconsistent quarterback who can't read pressure, can't the mobile. You I mean, Kyle Trask, I have no idea what I'm getting. I would rather deal with the uncertainties than, than, than deal with the reality that Baker Mayfield gives a franchise. You're unbelievable, man. You're um, unbelievable. Rams, Bengals, Bengals win this game 19 to 16. Um, I'll be honest. I don't care that they won the game. I am completely panicked on this Bengals team, Bryce. Hundred percent. They're in too good of a division, and and this Rams team, Bryce. I mean, they have no business being as competitive as they're being. They have no business from a talent perspective, Bryce. If they're looking at just pure talent on a roster, this might be the least talented roster in the league. It's a horrible <laughs> roster from a talent perspective. But they're constantly developing your guys and putting them in situations to compete and potentially succeed. Um, the offensive line injuries, et cetera, kind of put them in a bind. Um, and I thought that's why they lost the game. Right. I didn't think it was anything to do with Cincinnati winning this game. I thought the injuries of the Rams offensive line gave the Bengals enough. Yeah. And let's be let's be real, Caleb. Honestly, the Bengals lost this game because that two to at well. Sweet play was a touchdown. His foot was not out. That was a touchdown. I, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, man. I uh, here, here's what I'll say. What is Josh doing? Oh, oh, dude, it's so bad. The Cooper, the Cooper missed touchdown. Uh, you know, we can't determine what a punch is in week two. I don't know who those linemen were again, but I mean, I know a punch when I see one. Jeez. It's just, it's been bad. Refereeing has been bad, especially this week. It's been bad. But Sean McVay can coach. He's a heck of a coach. You want to talk about coaching? Taking Puka Nakua, somebody that no one even knew of or heard of, and put him in position to be a dominant receiver almost. Dominant receiver. You know, 2-2 out well. My boy Tyler Higby in the mix as well. And then, you know, take Kyron Williams, who everybody kind of forgot about. Make him into a decent, you know, player. And honestly, Matthew Stafford missed Kyron Williams on several screen, you know, check down mm. screen passes because of that offensive line. If he had just a second or two more, this game could have been totally different. Honestly. I agree. I agree. And, and I give I give massive props to Joe Burrow going out there and and cutting it out for his yeah. guys. But at the same time. If this catches up to him, I mean, we were me and Zach were looking at their schedule. If he would have went, it probably would have been for the best because their schedule at the bottom half of the year is awful, flat out awful. It's tough, and if he's not a hundred percent going into those games, and he's going to have to move and scramble, could be in for a world of hurt. Just something to watch. I think it's absolutely absurd. I don't respect it at all. I think he's putting his team in positions to lose. 
I, I think he is putting positions. I think, honestly, not kidding you, right now, I understand that A.J. McCarron sucks. I get it. But I genuinely think the Cincinnati Bengals would be better off playing an A.J. McCarron quarterback instead of a torn Achilles Joe Burrow. Or whatever it is. I don't know exactly what it is. But they have That's to do something. They have to do something. Because it's it's not, you're not doing your team favors. Look at the difference in targets every game, Bryce. There's no consistency whatsoever. Teagans and DeMar- Jamar Chase should be consistently getting eight to 10 targets a game. And that's not happening. It's, it's going all over the place. They have no balance. They have no plan of attack. They're just going through the motions at this point, just trying to get through it. You're not doing your team any good when playing through this. You're just not. Like, that's one of the reasons, Bryce, that I think it's really smart with the concussion protocol specifically that you got to be out. Like, you're, it's, it, there's no if, ands, or buts. It's like, okay, he's in concussion protocol. Like, I know that I don't have this guy. There's no cloud that's over the top of me. Gardner Minshew is the quarterback for the Colts this week. You know, I, I go on. But, like, that's just an example. Like, it brings clarity. It brings clarity to your team. It gives everyone on the team an understanding of what you want to accomplish. This team looks like they have no idea. Not to mention, they slacked off in the preseason. They slacked off in the preseason. So I don't respect Bryce. I don't respect any of what Burr. I don't respect it. If you he he decided he didn't want to play in a preseason, he wanted no reps. Well, that's what you get. That's what you get. You live with the risks. The risks are that you got injured. And the risk is that you look like you are totally unprepared for playing in the National Football League. That's what it looks like. That's and I don't care who you play. I don't care who your defensive line is on the Rams. I don't care. I don't care. I can't tell you a whole lot of these guys. Okay, I really can't, which is the beauty of this team is I feel like it's so fun to watch these guys play and scrap the way they are. Um, work Burrow. Man, I honestly thought they deserved that game. I thought the defense played outstanding. Bryce, I mean, Ernest Jones looks really good. Uh, Fuller coming off the injury looks really, really strong. Um, they're getting production from a lot of guys. And they're one of those teams where you have to watch this team play. Like, don't look at the box scores. Don't look at the. You got to watch this team play to recognize what they what they got going on. Um, I, I, Bryce, I'm so fascinated by the Colts Rams game on Sunday. I'm, I'm very Are you much looking bet forward it? to it. Honestly, I don't. I, it's a hard game to bet. I feel like it can go either way, literally either way. The line says it's either way. The coaching is going to be fun. I think the offense, how McVay coaches and how Shane coaches, that's going to be fun. Two very different styles. Um, it's even. Oh, it's dead even. Like it's oh. dead even. Like it's it's a it's a very a fun. It's a fun game for an NFL fan, like a true like an NFL that fan that just really likes watching football. Um, this like is a it. top. This is a top of the list game for me. Um, you watching this? Oh, very much. I mean, this is a if I didn't rank a top five, this is probably my top five. Would you rather I'm, see Minshew or Richardson at quarterback? I really want to see. I think this is the type of game where you want to see Richardson. I at agree. home, at home with the fans. I mean. I know he's gotten a lot of criticism as a head coach, but I don't 
I don't think Raheem Morris is getting enough respect for what he's doing with this defense. And I'd like to see, and if he really is Bryce getting talked about like a head coach, then Richardson, then, then that would be good for Richardson moving forward to face that type of coach, that type of defensive line and be in the trenches. Um, I, I would love to see, I honestly, I think Richardson would be a, a more of a problem uh, for, for the Rams defense than Minshew. I think you're favoring the Rams defense if you're drop back passing all day. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm excited to watch that game. And then lastly, uh, Patriots jets, uh, Patriots get their first one of the season. Uh, force the Jets to look at Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Um, I, I don't even know what to say. Um, I don't really know what to say with this Jets team. I'm, I'm honestly like I'm at a loss for words. Like I know you guys have been talking about the Jets, and I get it. But like my my mouth when when you're when I'm thinking about the Jets right now, my my brain is like a a cloud. You know, you you read you'd read a comic in the paper, and then the comic comment would have a cloud with text. Like when I think of the Jets, it's a cloud with no text because I don't understand not only the way that they came into this game, but how they're moving forward. And I'll be honest, I'm not that impressed with New England at all. I honestly think the Jets probably should have won this game. But because Zach Wilson is such a bad quarterback and their and their rosters being so poorly constructed and the leadership of this team is nowhere to be found, the Jets lost by five points. Because you, this is how the Jets should be wanting games to be. That's the, right, you, they, that's the they should want it ugly. So they got that. And the Patriots did a little bit of it, a little bit more. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. Look, props to the, Pat- the Patriots. Look, garbage too. Uh, I mean, that, I'm not crazy to on them To be fair, that jet that Jets defense is still good. Like, like make no bones about it. It's still like good. But I mean, this offense is for the Jets is is just flat out awful. Agreed. And it, you said it. I mean, they signed Trevor Trevor Simeon. I don't know that Simeon will start uh, this week. Um, but I you can see it coming a mile away. A mile away. It's been an absolute disaster. Garrett Wilson's mad. Uh, Brees Hall, is, you know, was upset. Um, who else was upset over there on the sideline? Michael, uh, Michael Carter. Carter. Michael, yeah, two-year running back. You know, adding Dalvin Cook is adding Dalvin Cook and and Randall Cobb now look worthless. Literally, worthless. I agree. I agree. What are those guys doing for your team right now? How are they helping your franchise? How are they helping your franchise moving forward? Yeah. What are, and, what are and, they? If your plan is to tank to try to get a good tackle, I mean, fine. But no, I think that'd be dumber than dumb. And, and you know what? I, I what I think is interesting to think about Caleb is if they are if they do finish towards the top of the draft order, like do you really do you really forego a future quarterback for a tackle? And you have a year or two of Aaron Rodgers. I think it's something to think about, but Joe Douglas won't take a quarterback. If they're top five, he's not taking quarterback. And I think he, I, should, he should seriously consider it. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I don't think it's crazy. Here's the problem. Here, here's, here's the problem. 
they're such a bottom of the, they've been a bottom of the barrel franchise since you and I've been alive. So the problem is they can't. So here's the thing. Like I genuinely, I, I don't even think it's debate. I think it's a big quarterback, but the problem is if they don't pick, if they, they're probably thinking to themselves, we need to just be relevant. We need to be in the conversation. We need to get into the playoffs because they are the bottom of the barrel in this division. They have been the bottom of the barrel of this division for a decade. They, they, they are not. And, and I think the, the incentive of Rogers was to hope that in the short term that they could win some games. And I think that's still a possibility. They use this off season as a reminder of what they can't do. Like you said, get an offensive tackle or, or if you do what I would do and pull the old Chris Ballard, and trade down, collect more draft capital, yeah, more yeah. resources into your offensive line rather than going in one chest. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a bad idea for this Jets team either. But, I, I mean, at this point, you are not doing any good. Uh, this, you, you're not benefiting your team with Zach Wilson under center. You're just not. He's not improving. He's not making your team better. Um, I don't really think Simeon is the answer. I genuinely think they should try to win. And if they suck, they suck. I so I would, I would make the case, Bryce. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. But the rumors of Kirk Cousins, I would call. Absolutely. If the Vikings lose, if the Vikings lose against the Panthers, I find that tough to believe. Be very clear, I find that tough to believe. But if the Vikings are zero four, I think they would look at a refresh. Because if I mean, look, if you can pair, if you can get in the number one pick, you got Kevin O'Connell, who I think is a nice offensive find. You get you get Caleb Williams with his college teammate with Justin Jefferson on the outside. That is something that can excite Minnesota Viking fans and make it go through that tumult, that kind of a disastrous season for that franchise. And if you're the Jets, you get Kirk Cousins. He remains somewhat competitive. He he gives you an you know a path to being a competitive football team. I think it does not do the Jets, nor their fans, nor their organization any good to be bottom of the barrel. Like, I think some teams just tank so much. And then it's like, when stuff like this happens, they're like, well, we got to tank again. Okay, but how does that help you? Yeah, right. right. What's the incentive? What are you telling your players? What are you telling your team? What are you telling a top five defense, which I believe this defense is? What are you telling a top five defense? That you're constantly over and over and over and over again looking to not win. I think they absolutely should be calling Kirk Cousins. And I, I if the pan if the Vikings I'd call Gardner Minshew. I would I would call for Gardner Minshew stock. Uh I would call I, I mean there's there's other guys we could probably mention that I can't think of off the top of my head, but Zach Wilson, forget about the starting aspect of it. He's genuinely not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> he just isn't. And it's okay to say that. Certain guys just aren't an NFL quarterback. Oh, they they are not good enough it, to it play. It was one throw he made. In the league. One throw. It was the one throw at his pro day. Whatever. It's Whatever. just unreal, man. And, and honestly, Caleb, last thing on the Jets. Yeah. I think you have to consider... If Aaron Rodgers is for sure coming back, which sounds like he is, uh, and does, you have to le- you have to legitimately consider getting rid of Robert Sala because your window just got smaller. Huh. 
And I think you need a competent coach. Hmm. Miss me on this Hackett stuff. Hackett looks lost and, and makes Zach Wilson look I, lost. I, I, I'm not putting I it all on Hackett. I, I totally agree with that. I think that you you got to totally have agree. somebody in there. I think yeah. that has to be considered too, man. It, it just – I agree. Ah, man. I agree. They got to they gotta look <laughs> oh, the clock. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting week next week. Uh, we got back shoulder fade. That's available for you to listen to literally right now. Um, we've got a big slate of games, Bryce, uh, coming up. Pretty excited for it. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. We got another week of football. So, once again, thank you for listening to Insanity. Let's do it.